Welcome to Sojourn Grace Collective, a progressive Christian church in San Diego. In our community, we affirm all that makes you, you. We celebrate your race, sexual orientation, and gender identity. We honor your socioeconomic status, physical abilities, and religious creeds. Because here at Sojourn, we believe it all belongs. To learn more, visit us online at SojournGrace.com, where you can explore what makes our faith community different, discover resources to help you find wholeness in your life, and partner with us in our mission through tax-deductible contributions. Thank you for joining us today, and may you know, above all else, that you are a loved child of God, full stop. Welcome to Sojourn. Just a quick note that we did have some microphone issues for the first like two minutes of Kate's message, but it does get sorted out. So hang in there. The audio quality will improve and it'll settle in. Thanks. Morning, friends. We've been in a series talking about um, these religious words and ideas and practices that our tradition has long held and used. And we've been examining them and asking, benefit us in any way? And if not, how do we rid them of our, out of our lives? And then um, if there is any benefit to them, what is it? And how do we practice that? So today we're going to focus in on this word, lost. Religion has been using the idea of being spiritually lost as a way to describe who's in and who's out. When someone leaves the institution of church, they are lost. When someone's theology shifts from the agreed-upon-what-we-believe statement, they're lost. Have you ever been labeled lost? Referred to as such by those who have stayed when you chose to leave? Or worse, referred to as lost by those who stayed when you were forced to leave? In religion, to be lost is to stray from the path clearly defined by doctrine and church tenets. There is most often at least an implication, if not an explicit teaching, that if you are lost, you are cut off from God himself. Religiously, the experience of being lost is divine separation. It is Adam and Eve hiding in the garden, and the God who breathed life into them, now unable to find them. In religion, lost means that your ideas and your experiences and even your identity don't align with the definition of what it is to be found, and so they call you lost, and they pray for your return. Have you ever had someone tell you that they're praying for you, and it didn't at all feel like a loving gesture because it felt more like condemnation and judgment with a side of pity? It's because that prayer was coming from a belief that you are lost and in need of returning to God. In religion, you can be lost from God. Your choices, your practices, your being in the world, it can all make you unknown by your creator. Growing up, we were told tales of what it is to be lost. The one whose drachma can't be found. Is my mic going in and out? Should I grab a different one? I wasn't sure if it was me or... Sorry, babies. Um, I'm used to talking to my kids. I just called you all babies, but that's okay. You know that I love you and that's all that means. 
Anyway, growing up, we were told tales of what it is to be lost. The woman whose drachma can't be found, she searches in desperation, turning over everything in her house until she finds her coin. The shepherd whose one sheep is missing, they don't sleep until they've found the one lost. The father whose son leaves and the celebration when he returns. And somewhere along the way, we took these ancient mystic allegories and we overlaid them with our hyper-moralist, dualist, three-tiered universe, God in the sky far away, and us below trying to reach him in his perfect heavenly state. And then we use these stories as a way to start calling everyone on a different path from us, lost from God. Setting aside for a moment just how tragically patronizing and condescending of a way to see and label other humans on other paths, that is, It is also, spiritually speaking, totally bogus. Religion says that to be lost is to be cut off from the divine, and yet the spiritual truth is that you cannot be. No height, no depth, no power here on earth or elsewhere, no light, no dark, no choice, no misery, no plan gone sideways, no breaking or bending or transforming. No rules and regulations, no dictators and systems of control, no pastor, no church, nor any other thing can separate us from the love of God. And sometimes I feel really lost in this big world. There have been many seasons in my life when I cannot tell up from down. I feel as if I have no north star, no compass. I am in the wilderness, and I have no map, no lighthouse pointing me home. To feel lost in life is human. The wilderness of unknowing, our reckonings and our rumblings, the times in life when we have a whole lot more questions about who we are than we do answers. And I have to tell you, that when these feelings and experiences in life arise, when I feel lost, Because of past religious teachings, I find it very hard to wade through these feelings without succumbing to its definitions of divine separation. The church's definitions will so often do this to us. We'll have a very real human experience, and it's given a poor definition by religion, and then we struggle to rid ourselves of that old, unhealthy understanding. We might change our minds about it, not believe that anymore, but our bodily lived experience hangs on. So for years, whenever I would have that experience of lost in the wilderness, the feeling, that feeling of lost, it would serve as confirmation bias for the religious understanding of the word. I feel lost, therefore I'm not on the right path. Religion taught me that I am far from God. So feelings of lost would arise, and because of what I've always been told about the word, I'd sink under the weight of that experience. I feel lost, therefore I am lost. Which, of course, never helped me feel any better, and it certainly never helped me find my way. Because feeling lost in life is such a universal, common human experience, I find it imperative to redefine it in a way that moves us forward and brings us wholeness rather than shaming us and caging us like religion's definition most certainly does. So I want to redefine the term this morning, spiritually, to get it out of religion's grip. And then I also want to offer a practice to help us embody the new definition. 
Because so often when we change our minds about something, right, we stop believing the old religious definition and we start believing something new. Just because our beliefs shifted doesn't mean that it actually caused a big enough shift in our life to where we are living more whole and free. My theology has changed, but my lived experience, is it actually new and life-giving? I was finding that when it came to this feeling of being lost, it hadn't until I discovered this practice to go along with the new definition. I no longer believe that to be lost is to be cut off from God, but every time I feel lost, I run into shame. And I'm just so clear where that's coming from. So I have a practice that's helping me through it that I want to offer you this morning. Religion says that lost is separation from the divine. A spiritual definition that I find truly healing is this. To be lost is to have seasons of darkness that lead us to desperate searching and seeking to find out again and again who we really are inside. To be lost is to have a season of darkness that leads to desperate searching and seeking to find out who we are again and again. We've been told that when we are lost, we cannot hear God. But I have found that when I am lost, I can hear her most clearly because the wilderness is quiet enough to catch her whispers in my soul. Lost is not something to fear. Lost is integral to wholeness. It is part of the exploration of self and God and the relationship between the two. We only think of humans as lost from God because we think life exists on this continuum with God on one end and everything we do on a path trying to reach him when really God is the path and the wandering and the loneliness and the transitioning from one version of ourselves to another. She carries us off the beaten path, calls us there to the wilderness so that we'll find her for that is where she dwells with the lost She is the aching in your soul that got you out of those religious traditions in the first place. God is never trying to find you. God is only ever trying to help you find you. The wilderness is where we are so lost from everything that we've ever known that we are then able to know in ways we never have before. We're so lost from everything we've ever known before that we're able to know in new ways like we never have before. It is a deeper knowing, being lost in the wilderness. Or as Brene Brown calls it, the wilderness is an untamed, unpredictable place of solitude and searching. We are never lost without finding. In times of being spiritually lost, we always come out on the other side having found pieces of ourselves that we never knew were there or had long since forgotten. Parts of us, usually severed by religion's teachings, are returned to us when we wander in the spiritual wilderness. So when I feel lost in this world, when I feel lost in this life, the practice that is helping me embody this new definition is that I am learning to celebrate it to celebrate feeling lost. That's the practice that's helping me practice wholeness. When things go dark and I don't know up from down, I remind myself that here I will seek lost pieces of my identity. I will be more me and more whole after this wandering. And I throw myself celebrations like the prodigal daughter. I am seeing and experiencing that ancient story 
in new and very old ways. You see, the ancient tradition of parables was not so much to look at the story and ask, who is God? Who's the God character in this story? And it certainly was not to ask, who is someone else in this story? Oh, my neighbor Joe, who's an atheist, is the prodigal son. No. You ask, who do I identify with? Who am I in the story? What does it say about me and and my life and how I'm living? And so for me, reclaiming the prodigal child has helped me through so many times of feeling lost in this world because I see myself in the story not as lost sinner returning to an angry God. It is more than anything a story of celebration. Because I got to tell you that I squander this inheritance of a beautiful life that we've been given all the time. I leave myself what I know to be true about me. I run away from it all the time. I wander far away all the time. And I return. So why wouldn't I throw myself a party like the father? The father whose son left and then returned. The father throws a party not because he thinks that everything is finally going to go back to the way that it used to be. He throws a celebration because he can't wait to hear about how everything has changed. To know what his son found out there. Because you don't wander the wilderness without finding and transforming. So he throws a party to celebrate the person who's been made more whole while he was lost. I am the prodigal daughter, not because I've finally returned to someone else's idea of home, but because I have learned to continually, daily make a home inside of myself. So part of me wants to tell you today that you're not lost, because I know the damage that's been done with that old definition. But there's another new part of me that wants to throw you a party. I want to celebrate your lostness because I know it's you becoming you, becoming whole. I want to ask you, what did you find out there while you were so lost in that wilderness? I want to know how you've changed, and I want to celebrate your returning, you gorgeous prodigal child. Returning to you, to center, to love, to wholeness over and over again. And I want to get lost together so that we can find more and more hidden pieces of ourselves cast away long ago and now brought back into the fold, making all of us who we were created to be. So this morning, I want to practice this together. I want to throw a little party, and we're going to do that by sharing a music video that has been my practice, my party that I have thrown myself. When I'm going throughout my week and I feel far from who I am, I play this music video, and instantly I'm having a celebration. So I'm going to play this music video for you, and I encourage you, I invite you to think back over your life and times when you have felt very lost. And can you reach a piece of yourself that you reconnected with during that time, and can you celebrate it? Think of things that you have learned about yourself over time and grown to accept, to bring into the fold. Maybe for you, the church always told you that your sexuality was not welcome there. Let's just celebrate today that, baby, you are whole and you are free. You have returned to you. Whatever the thing is that was lost to you, let's just throw a little party right now and learn to celebrate wholeness. Thanks for listening to the Sermon Podcast for Sojourn Grace Collective. 
If you're in the area on a Sunday morning, we invite you to join us sometime for a gathering. Or if you can't make it in person, you can always be a part of our virtual church by watching the live stream on YouTube or Facebook at 10 a.m. Pacific. Before you go, we wanted to tell you that a large portion of Sojourn's financial support comes from listeners like you, people who want to express their gratitude for our ministry and who are thrilled to know that a church like Sojourn exists. If that's you, and if you'd like to partner with us in this work, please visit sojourngrace.com donate, where you can make a one-time donation or sign up to be a monthly supporter. It was an honor to have you with us today. As you go about your week, may you take with you the words we say at the end of all our gatherings. Be brave because you are a child of God and be kind because so is everyone else. Mm-hmm.